enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am joined by my co-host, Mark Phelan. Hey, Mark. Good evening. Hello. Que pasa? And uh, yeah, and and all of that back at you. And today we are going to be, we're going to be talking about a few different things. This is actually going to be our last show of season one. Season one of many. Season one of many, 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 many seasons to come. That's right. That we are going to be here for season two and on as many seasons as we want. And maybe next time it's going to cost you some money. (laughs) No. Or if you're nice, we'll give it to you for free. Always, always. We're here for the right reasons. But we are going to take a little hiatus so we can rework the show a little bit. We want to give you even better content. And if there's any suggestions you have, uh, questions, anything you'd like to see us bring into season two, of course, we want to hear from you. I'm having a hair weave, a nip tuck, and a stomach tuck, and buck roll, and (laughs) calf implants, and it's about time to. I've been wanting to say something, but I didn't. So today we're going to be talking about a couple things. One, a little reminiscing of our season one. This is our 33rd episode. So freaking believable It's been so fun, and it's gone so quickly, and we are looking forward to the next season, but we do want to do some preparations. We're planning on coming back with video. We're going to have some video available, as well as the audio. And you may actually see us in person, live. And some other tricks up our sleeve. Yes, a couple of workshops and webinars, and we've got all kinds of really great plans. So we hope you will join us for all of that. So we're going to reminisce a little bit. You ain't getting rid of us just yet. Nah, I mean, you can, but we hope that you don't. Uh, And we also want to talk today about what are some things not to say? Not to say to maybe somebody who you're interested in, maybe who you're pursuing romantically or sexually, or what not to say in bed, or when you're pursuing somebody you want to get into bed. You don't want to say stuff like, that's a huge bitch. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I'll give it credit. That's Howard Stern. He's got that classic little buzz. That's a huge bitch. That's a huge bitch? (laughs) Don't say that. Yes. Don't say that. Yeah. So let's start with that. What are some things not to say? I mean, one thing I think is, I just don't think it's a great, effective way to get somebody into bed, which is, hey, do you want to have sex? I just don't think that's the right thing to say. Unless you want to say, do you want to have sex on hay? (laughs) But I'm... What was that? No, but seriously, like, do you ever, does that ever worked for you? Uh... (laughs) What is today? I mean, boom, boom. I scored it. Well, never. <laughs> right. Hey, you want to have sex? I have never yeah. said those words in my entire life. Seriously? Now, I've actually had a woman say them to me. Did it work? It doesn't take much. <laughs> Just like, it I played hard to get. Life. No, actually, this is a situation. It was a, a girl from a workshop. She was cute. But unfortunately, I was in a workshop with some real babolas. And she was sweet, nice, but I just wasn't interested. Yeah. And so we're rehearsing a scene, and she finally said, I got to stop. I got to stop. And I thought she was going to say something profound. She goes, I really want to fuck you. And I'm like, well, my, that, half my brain different. is going, 
holy crap, that's awesome. The other half is going, eh, maybe not. Because in my brain, all of a sudden went to the next level, next level. If I start going out with her, it's going to cut the ties of the two or three other girls that I'm interested in in the class. You are a pig. No, if I was a pig, I would have said, sure, let's do it. (laughs) Bum and a bum. And then I would have said, see you later. And I still would have gone after the other Okay, no, first of all, there's a big difference between I want to fuck you and do you want to have sex? It's true. Now I look back. If someone said that to me now, I'd go, are you kidding me? (laughs) Please, God. So what did you say? I said, you know what? Uh, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm so flattered. But I am kind of seeing some, in, oh my God. And she said, I'm, I feel so bad. I should never. And I said, please don't do that. It was so, I've never, never been in that situation before or after. There no one's of, ever said that to you before? Someone you're in a relationship oh, with. Oh yeah, that's different. That's different. Like, let's get naked. But, I want to fuck and all that kind of stuff. You hear that in a relationship. But in a relationship, it could work. Oh, sure. It's the classic of... Who wants to instigate? Who wants to be the initiator of the sexual encounter? So once in a while, it would be awesome for a man or woman to hear that, don't you think? Well, again, let's just say you're in a relationship and you have a partner who says, and maybe it works better on men than it does on women, but you have a partner who says, you want to have sex? Call me crazy. I don't think that's a turn on. No, I have actually heard that. I have heard that statement made by someone when I was in a relationship and I was like, eh. Not really. It I was mean, so unsexy. I mean, if you do, you could do it. I mean, yeah, why not? But it's not like it's a turn on. But, oh, I want to fuck you. That can get you inspired. Exactly. But, I mean, if, if you want to have sex now, if I'm 17, I'm home alone. And I think to myself, well, you want to? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And There's I guess no it's need. All, it's all in the delivery and who it's done by and where you're at in your life. But it does. It does not promote the thought of, oh, yeah, this is going to be hot. No. You don't want to, it's, it's the old thing. You never want to ask a question where you can know you might get a no. Well, it's kind of like, you don't want to have sex with me, do you? <laughs> I know you don't want to, but I'm going to say it anyway. You so want to have sex? So you never want to talk in that way. Like, you don't want to go out with me, do you? <laughs> you want me to blow you? I'm sure you don't. Well, see, that's different. That's a whole different story. Yeah, but in the delivery is really important too. And something we've talked about before, but confidence. There's something that is sexy and attractive about confidence. I got to tell you, there's one story of a friend of mine who's a brainiac guy I know from, from high school. He's done extremely well in his life. At one point, he was going out with a girl, cute girl, and she they were getting a little frisky. And she said, shall I go down on you? <laughs> And his brainiac brain couldn't turn off. He goes, well, I mean, uh, that would be awfully nice, but only if you really feel like you need to and you would like to. Because I would like to. And all of a sudden, she's like, done. Never mind. The hand comes off the crotch. It's like, oh, crap. Never mind. Yeah. You don't need, that's a rhetorical question. You don't need to then comment on it and then analyze it. You just watch your eyes glaze over and go, what the fuck? What are some other things not to say? Where did you get that outfit? (laughs) Are you wearing that? Uh, Holy shit, your ass is big. (laughs) Definitely don't want to say that. (laughs) Uh, What's that smell? Are we done done yet? (laughs) Or here's my favorite that actually a friend of mine heard. Is it in yet? Oh, yeah, that's the classic. And then talk about a confidence builder for a man. (laughs) What? What's so funny is people actually say that. Oh, yeah. Is it in yet? 
Yeah, it's been in there for like five minutes. What's going on? I haven't been in the hula. Or was that good for you? Oh. Again, never ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> was that good for you? But I think these are common things that people say. It's the, you know oh, what it is? Did it's, you come? Oh, that's the best. I mean, not as bad as was it good for you. But well, it, the ironic thing is I think it's that three seconds of confidence where a guy actually gets it. Then he feels, okay, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden then insecurity comes back in. Uh, was it good for you? How many girls are going to say, nah, it really wasn't. It I was mean, horrible. It sucked. You just, either way, you can't win. Either no. they're, either your partner is forced to say yes when they don't and mean it. And then you it. have to think, do you really mean that? Or <laughs> right. did you or lie to me? Or they're going to say no. Now, if it was good, I'm going to say, do you really need to ask? You probably don't. Exactly. You can feel the physical reaction. There's the old, yes, they fake it, yes, they fake it, yes, they fake it. But at least even if they're faking it, you can feel some kind of heat coming well, off the body. Just, just enjoy it. It's much better to say that you enjoyed it. Like, oh, hey. man, that was so fabulous. You could you say, was so it good, good for you? Because I don't really give a shit, but it was great for me, honey. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you to, Thanks for the goods. You don't want to do up. that either. And, you know, we've talked about effective communication and, and asking somebody if they liked it. What do you want or do you like this is also not the, the best thing to say. And then there's ways to say that. If your mouth happens to be downtown... And your lips are starting to caress, and your tongue kind of rolls up and rolls down. You say, you like that? That's a little different than, you like this? Do you like this? Should I do this? Should I do that? You Again, I think a key word you just hit was the confidence. But you could say, tell me what feels better, this or that. I always like the these or that or this way or That's that right. way kind of questions because it, it actually is an easier question to answer. Uh, so what other things don't you want to say? Oh, you don't want to say, oh, I really want to do this thing with you that I did with my ex-girlfriend and it was so great. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend hated when I did this. Can I do it on you? Or why don't you like it? All the other women I've been with yeah. liked it. All the other women I, I've been with have orgasmed. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, I yeah you never want to bring out any ex anything. <laughs> right. I was with this one slide. Oh, you wouldn't believe what she would do anything. I mean anything. And guess what? The other person is going to be going, well, you're not doing any of that crap with me. Right, yeah. So you, you definitely don't want to do that. It seems so obvious sometimes, the things. You know, yeah, we. I always think it's more important to talk about things to say than things not to say. But I think people don't think about it. Things that they say... And I hear it all the time in my office, and they don't realize what they're saying. Oh, yeah, isn't that the truth? I mean, times we deal with that, it's it's not what I said, it's how I said it, or think of the words, not the tone, or think of the message, not the way I, you know, do as I say, not as I do. All those things, those cliches, follow along with the same thing of going, oy vey, I mean, is, are we doing work here? Is this a job interview? What's going on? I mean, it really is about effective communication. And again, I think we can do better when we focus on what to say. But we do need to recognize the things that are getting us into trouble. And you know, if you keep getting the same response, you know, we talked about it, I believe it was, was it last week? Yeah, needs and wants. That when you make a demand, that's another thing never to say, or a complaint, you are not going to get the results that you want. People are not going to respond positively to that 
at least not for very long, mm-hmm. maybe never at all, right. but it certainly isn't going to be sustainable. So, you know, making a complaining about something or what your partner never does, or they always do, or why don't you, or, you know, those kinds of things. And, and what we mentioned last week also is the, you need to like, those things are things you don't want right. to say as well. And, you know, we talk about it because I, I just was in session uh, this week and I, I saw it a few different times and I thought, man, people don't even, they don't even see it. And there have been times in the past that I would record my couples. I'm going to start doing that again. I haven't done it in a while, but there's something really profound when people can see themselves in action. They have no idea. They're just so unaware of the things that they're saying or, or how they are appearing. Mm -hmm. They just, it's, we're on such autopilot. We don't even know. And so to really be mindful of the things that you're saying is important. And and to recognize those things, again, not from any place of judgment, just, okay, look at if you want to have a loving relationship, if you want to be happy and you want to have good sex, then you want to say things in a much more effective way. I think the common sense point of view of just consideration, being nice. Well, the, there's a path I've never gone down. I have no desire. The old BDSM, the, the Fifty Shades of Boring, all those things. Well, I, you always say Fifty Shades is boring. Maybe the film is boring, but there can be erotic power play can be exciting in a relationship. Well, this one I was getting to is the fact that it's never done anything for me. I've never gotten into it. The idea I actually saw there was a special on Showtime. They're talking about couples who seem like perfectly normal little you know uh, middle class couple, and it turns out she's the dominatrix and she's basically texting him saying, "Right now in your office, I want you to do this, this, this." Yes, mistress. And he's doing that. And I'm going, okay, if it floats your boat, great. I'm not going to judge But everybody has different things. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to judge anyone. That to me would be like, are you kidding me? The last thing I want is someone being a yente giving me shit but again, that's in not, a sexual way. That's not your thing, but for exactly. many people that, I, it is. That's how I prefaced it. It's not, I don't. What's your point? <laughs> My point is for each individual, right. you want to find out what floats their boat. Because yes. if they happen to like that, you have to decide, do you want to play along with it or maybe take them in a different direction? But if they do like it, you got to think, okay, let's try it. To see if that's going to be good for them. So that's another thing not to say. If somebody does express something that they're into, you don't want to go, what the hell is wrong with you? Or why would you like that? So to have any form of judgment, and I'm not saying that you did, um, but I'm saying that would be certainly. No, I didn't use the word judgment. The the word is is preference. I have no preference for it. I'm not judging the people who do it. But if you had a partner who said, hey, I'm really into being tied up or into dominating, you wouldn't want to say, oh, that's a. No, I would do this exactly what I would say. I would say, you know, I've never done that. That's an honest answer. I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. And yeah. I would. Or, oh, that's interesting. Tell me tell me what it is about that that excites exactly. you. Exactly. To get the curious, one thing right? that is the absolute, if they said, uh, can you give me a light because I'm going to smoke a freaking camel? Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, look, we get to decide who we want to be with and who we don't want to be with. But if it is somebody that we do want to be with and we are interested in them, again, how do we get the relationship that we want? How do we interact in a way that is pulling a relationship forward, you know, rather than, than holding it back and, and things that we can say, again, with really good intentions, not knowing any better. I mean, I don't think people do things intentionally 
intentionally to harm a relationship or a person or hurt a person. And yet we do it all the time. And I got to tell you, I aware. heard two guys talking. They had to be in their 50s easy. And they're talking about women and this and that. And I'm standing in line at Best Buy of all places. And I hear the one guy go, well, are you online? Are you on snatch.com? <laughs> Snatch.com. And I went, Oh my okay, God. Okay, that could be kind of funny, but not with these guys saying it. Oh my Instead God. Instead of match.com. Well, no, snatch.com is ridiculous. But, but then again, I guess I that's thought, a little humorous in a sort no, of No, but sick the way. joke is, I thought, I immediately thought I should Google that because there's probably a site like that. <laughs> it's for older douchebags <laughs> who decide to treat women like crap. Well, I've never heard that one. Going on your first date on Match, you wouldn't want to say, Oh, how long have you been on snatch.com? <laughs> Perfect. Don't say that. You started the conversation off with what not to say. There it is. <laughs> be cognizant of your sense of humor and oh, be aware yes. if you step over the line, watch the verbal cues. If you see blood <laughs> scoring through somebody's eyeballs and a fist forming, you've crossed a line. <laughs> yes. Back off and apologize. Yes, that's Don't a good point. Don't think you're going to push it and be funny because there's a lot of people who will be offended by stuff like that. So true. It's the P word, the F word, all those things. There again, be cognizant of it. There are some people, unfortunately, we have What's now... What's the P word and the F word? Pussy and fuck. <laughs> Thank you. The biggest problem... Well, I don't know. No, but this is the problem now. You have 10-year-old kids now who say the fuck word. They say the pussy word without even knowing that those are words that used to get guys fighting. If somebody says, fuck you, back when I was 10 or 12 years old, somebody's got a black eye. Somebody's getting beaten up. And now, now, it's in every rap song. It's on mm. TV shows. These kids have, it's been totally negated as far as any power of the word. How many times you see road rage, somebody flips somebody off and says, fuck you, boom. I'm going to follow this guy and I'm going to beat him up. Now, or kill him. A, yeah, or a 12-year-old will go, what's the problem? They say the word all the time. It's like the N-word. These things have been just dismantled as far as the power of them. Now, we need to be adjusted to the fact that's what they're thinking. Literally, I was in a 7-Eleven. This sweet ladies right in you front of You do a lot of shopping. Best Buy, 7-Eleven. Hey, you know, all and the all the finest places. places. All the best places. I'm, I'm going to... I'm, uh, I was... I, I was going to get the, uh, a new uh, washer. And then I was going to buy dinner. <laughs> and something. A, a Slurpee of, and a hot dog. And a bottle of wine. <laughs> anyway, and this kid bumped into this woman, and the woman said, "Well, excuse me." And the kid couldn't have been more intent. Fuck you! Wow. I was standing right there, and wow. I kind of got right in his face because I'm six two. I looked right at him and said, "You apologize right now." Who do you think you are? And the guy behind the counter said, "Get out of my store! Get out of my! You don't talk to people like that." The look in the kid's face. How was old was this kid? Ten, twelve years old. Oh my god! And the the, the pisser was in him and his two friends. The look on her face was stunned because uh, there's an adult yelling at him. But the other side, you could almost see him going, what's the big deal? Yeah, they I said, fuck you. It. They didn't understand. And I was talking to the lady afterwards. They don't understand that is a word that can cause that kind of reaction because our generation feels that way. We've gone a long way from yes, well, ma'am. <laughs> well, these kids right? think it's part of the vernacular. Mm, it's So sad, now they it, don't though? understand the power of it. So if they say it to the wrong person, somebody's going to knock them on their head. And that's a that's shame. A, speaking of things not to say, I and, and actually, this is interesting because it was my ex-husband. I said to him once, I said, fuck you. I remember what I said, just sort of kidding. I said, fuck you. And he said to me, he said, don't ever talk to me like mm-hmm. that again. And I'm like, I was just kidding. And he said, I don't care. It's not okay yep. for you yep. to talk to me like that. And you know what? I respected him for that. I never said it again. Yep. But people do that and they don't even think much of it. But I do think it, it can be 
really detrimental in a relationship. Well, for example, you watch any any show that's on PBS, any show that is from England, they use the C word. The cunt word in England is nothing. Really? There's, oh, don't be a cunt about that. You hear it all the time. It's a throwaway word. The two people I know who are from England say, why is it such a big word here? To them, it's a throwaway word. It's like asshole. Everyone really? says asshole. You can say asshole on I regular TV I now. did not. Well, I got to tell you, though, because, you know, Alan was British. Yeah. And, you know, no, he didn't feel comfortable with that word at all. But because he was respectful he was of you. A, and he was also Americanized. He'd been here he for a Americanized, but he was respectful of you, maybe with the other blokes at the pub. Well, I would use it, but he didn't, he didn't no, use I, it. No, I'm not comfortable using the word at all. But yeah. the idea, though, that it is, it is one of those words you watch. Most English shows, you're going to hear it hmm. sooner or later. And you watch a show like Graham Norton. They're, they're essentially their Jimmy Fallon, their late night show, talk show. There's always a couple of bleeps, and it's usually... Somebody says, oh, don't be a cunt. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you don't want to call your partner a cunt. Probably yep. not a good idea, whatever country you're in. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just talking like that, even if it's kidding, it's still it's like, where does that line get drawn? Exactly. You know, talking down to your partner, calling because, them um, a name, even if it's quote-unquote kidding, it's probably not a good nope. thing. Nope, because it, it I mean, you know, it's an agreement that you have in your sure. relationship. You know, it's and if you people. if you know that is a word that's a trigger that upsets somebody, well, then you really you don't want never to. pull that out. Yeah, yeah. Because then you but know calling you, somebody an asshole or that you know you don't know, be a, a bitch. bitch. Yeah, the bitch. Well, I know some women. Don't you call me a bitch? It's like that's a trigger. Well, it's kind of like them. men will call women bitches and yeah. women will call men assholes, and it's okay to do that maybe to yourself under your breath. Uh, you know, I've always loved. A, what is it? Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. You know, I don't know if you ever watched that show. It's actually a really good a show, show, especially show. about relationships. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job about relationships and very funny. But you know, she would always, under her breath, call him an idiot, mm-hmm. which you know, it's not something that you want to do. But we all think it. There was a great episode of Seinfeld where they never said asshole. So, well, don't be just. A-. He goes, "What was that? I didn't say anything. No, <laughs> no, you said something. Yeah. No, no, I heard you say something. No, we used that." Oh, what? But we all think it, you know, exactly. and so that was sort of the humor about it. But we don't actually, and she never said it to him, never. But she always would say it under his breath, and he couldn't, I don't think he ever heard her. It was always like, maybe he did. I don't remember, though. Um, but it seemed to me, in my memory of it, that it was something that she would just say to herself to just sort of blow off some steam. It just felt good, because he was being an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it wasn't like telling him, oh, you're an idiot. And it's a true testament of affection, is the fact that you can control your mouth you can control the words coming out of it. You could, you're thinking it, but you don't actually say it because you consider it knowing it's a trigger, knowing it's going to get them upset. It, okay. And if your partner you is acting like an asshole, exactly. to let them know the things that they're doing that you don't like, that is certainly appropriate, mm-hmm. but that's very different than just saying you're an asshole. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a slippery slope. And before you know it, people are just not treating each other respectfully. And then they pull out all the stops and everything goes straight to hell. But it's the consideration, the communication that's so vital. You want to know the words that turn them on. And you obviously know the words are going to turn them off. If you're sitting there getting frisky and you want to try and get in the mood and they're not in the mood, don't be a bitch. Oh, you think that's going to work? Oh, you're right. I have been a bitch. Okay, come on. Give it to me. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, those probably are not good things to say either. So there's lots of things to say. I mean, look at ultimately when you are being kind, when you are acting lovingly and respectfully, 
you're going to get what you want. When you want sex to be acting confidently and erotically, that can be good too. So you don't necessarily want to be kind and sweet when you want to have sex, although that can be good Mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, the asking for sex, we go back full circle here. Eh, Not so good. I would say, you know, what do you do? You seduce. Mm -hmm. How do you seduce? Well, those are things you're going to need to figure out. You grab them by the hair, drag them back to your Next season, here's our cliffhanger. Got to have a cliffhanger. All end of seasons have a cliffhanger. Next season, we're going to talk about seduction. That's our cliffhanger. So what were your highlights of this season? Like what was one of your favorite shows? I think just the fact that we have spent this many times, 33, is it? 33 episodes. Unfreaking believable. And I think three I haven't been here for. But the idea that those times we spent all face-to-face. And we're motivated by the same thing. We want to put information out. We want people to enjoy it. It's infotainment. But at the same time, it's fun for us because we get to maybe give that little spark of someone going, damn, that's a good idea. Wow, I should try that. Oh, I won't do that anymore. If anyone out there has gotten one second of pleasure out of what we've said. Or good information that has helped you, please let us know. And we really want to hear what were your highlights of the season? What what things did you not like? What do you want to hear? What do you want season two to be all about? Yes, please write me at Lori, L-O-R-I, at DrLoriBuckley.com. That's L-O-R-I at D-R-L-O-R-I-B-U-C-K-L-E-Y.com. I'll tell you, for me, I, I love doing the action steps. I love it when we just get real and we and we laugh and we have fun. Uh, but yeah, I've been putting out that information and getting some of the great comments that I have received from the listeners has been wonderful. And that's why we want to keep doing this. I'd say... I don't know, I really enjoyed doing the the episode which we did early on in the season. So since we're gonna be on our break, please go back and listen to the shows That's you the didn't listen of podcasts. to. You can I want you to go back and listen to every one of them, memorize every word of them. <laughs> so if we call you you can we'll do say, all the action steps. Exactly. I really liked the sex in the movies. That was a fun one because I love film. Which sounds like about, a great Friday night for me anytime. Yeah, sex, sex and, a and a movie is always oh. a good thing. Uh, so that was a fun episode for me. Foreplay, I, that was just a really fun one. But they've all been fun. And it has been nice doing it face-to-face, which I do even with people I interview. They've all been face-to-face. Absolutely. And there's something really nice about that interaction. You know, we get and to, the simple pleasure of spending time with my dear friend, Dr. Lori Buckley, who not only has been a friend, a confidant, a mentor, but has always been there 100% in support and caring and love for me. And I feel it. I hope you guys have heard it and felt it because this is beyond my pleasure. And I have to also, anybody who's not from LA, I spent an hour and a half in traffic getting over here to do this <laughs> while Lori sits in. Oh, maybe I'll get up and go across the room, <sighs> take a little nap while Mark's coming. I gotta over. set up the equipment. Boom! That takes four seconds. But since we're talking about appreciation, and I talked about this a few shows back, but again, my appreciation for you driving out here in the traffic, number one, but also inspiring me to do this when I had was not at a, we'll say, an easy time in my life. It's been a very, very challenging year. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, go listen to Celebrate Love. A talk about my story there. It's been a very difficult year. So this show has been really important for me and I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you. You 
were the one who... I'm a pain in the ass Irish dude. Yes. Kept Happy St. Patrick Day. <laughs> kept inspiring me. And it really did give me some purpose and something really to focus on. And, and it really, I really think has helped me so much uh, really get through this past year. So thank you so much for, it's always for been being there with me. And you make it fun. I mean... Oh, this is a blast. You know, it's, I, it's I, a blast. It would be really bad if I was sitting here talking by myself. So it's nice to have you to bounce things off and as people know, the listeners know, Mark always makes me laugh. I'm always laughing. I actually edit out a lot of my laughing. Which is a damn shame because I'm freaking brilliant. <laughs> sometimes I just lose it. So I do have to edit out some of my laughing. I sound like a total idiot, but <laughs> but it's fun. We always have a good time and we have enjoyed being here. We're coming back. So I don't oh, yeah. think you've seen this the end of us. It's going to get bigger and better. And like I said, we're talking about video. We're talking about remotes. We're talking about all kinds of cool stuff coming up. Yeah, we're going to be doing some live webinars. We're going to be doing some really exciting things, so we're going to be preparing for that. And again, please let us know your thoughts, things you liked, things you didn't like, what you want, any any request you have, please send it. Lori at DrLoriBuckley.com and that's your action step for this show. Right so thanks again to everybody for listening. We Have a great time. We we'll appreciate see you, soon. you We'll see you soon for Season 2. Bye everyone. Ciao.